you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one story at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've seen brand new Star Wars this very morning. And I'm I'm Andy. And I also have I've seen Star Wars. I've seen some Star Wars and I watched it today. It was like nine o'clock. On premiere day. We are recording this at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Kenobi Day, May 27th. All right. This was wild. I'd like to issue a formal so concession much. to Calvin. You were so hyped for this, and I was skeptical for months, years. No, I was never, I, I, never really interested in a Kenobi I, series until I heard you and speak the first time. Deborah Chow, you and McGregor, you proved me wrong. I'm in. This yeah. was awesome. You know These what? first two episodes, just like as a whole, the feeling I got was incredible. I laughed. I cried. I literal tears were rolling down my face at certain moments. I you know, had back spasms because of the tension. I was just invested. I did a, I did like a dorky fist pump like I'd won a golf tournament at one point. Uh, when when I saw little baby Leia on the screen, I was like, Wyatt, they got you again. They got <laughs> you again. <laughs> they hooked you up with that little girl. That was rumored that Leia would be part of this. But to be honest, I didn't believe the rumors. Mm. And so it was mm. I, when they caught to Alderaan for the first time and I recognized it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I have yeah, one gotta... thing that I got to get out of the way first, boys. And so I know that we've already done a drink for Obi-Wan, but I feel like it's important to revisit it because Obi-Wan is a new man. Yeah. In this show. Oh, yeah. It's been 10 years. This is a very What's different ben Kenobi getting Obi-Wan. So, yeah, we're going to have to do Ben <laughs> Kenobi. And here's the thing. Here's the I thing. So I, I want you guys to picture it. Ben Kenobi. He's walking on the street. He's walking towards his local Starbucks. He's getting close to the door. Sand he's Starbucks. Through. He's he's walking right next to the door. He walks right past the door, goes into the bar, and orders a, a glass of whiskey neat. <laughs> Not watered down, drinks the whole thing, uh, and even laughs at the thought that he would go into Starbucks. And that's Ben Kenobi's Starbucks, beverage. Starbucks was a, was a more civilized cafe for a yeah. different age. Yeah. Yeah, the... What what did we even have him do? I think he had tea or something. Yeah. I can't remember what his drink was. He has was so tea at on. one point in Clone Wars and the in the movie. He he drinks the Separatist general. Uh, yeah, in in his little in his little goof. But yeah, I was like, this Ben Kenobi is getting drunk and he is not watering that shit down. He is he is a sad man in a desert. He's a sad man in a desert. The saddest, if you will. Yeah. So. We should probably like just think in a formatting. Let's let's do it like just, Gold Squadron does and yeah. go like through the episode. Yeah. yeah, let's just to start with we an Order sixty six flashback of all things. That was crazy. I did not think that they were going to start. No, with like that. I I saw Coruscant and I was like, okay, we're gonna get a little bit of Imperial era Coruscant, sure, but no. 
No, oh, they, we, Jedi. we gotta have the Jedi younglings. The execute yeah. order sixty six well, in, in the background. For half a second, so we start with like Coruscant. It's like okay, we're on Coruscant, and then they went into the younglings like training. And I, for like half a second, thought we were gonna flash way back to like baby Obi Wan or something, because uh, it's peaceful for a second, and then it was all hectic and everything. Also, I was kind of the Jedi Temple kind of all looks like it. But that kind of looked like the group of younglings who Obi-Wan and Yoda find when they're like they 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 go into the temple and they find a bunch of younglings dead and have their discussion about like, oh, who could have done this? It was in that sort of architectural era area of the temple. They looked a little young, but I was I was it seemed interesting that it was it could very well be that same little group. Very sad. Did any of them escape? That was the well, thing that well, I, I was think, trying to figure out. I think one that, did. They were running away. Exactly. I yes. think one did too. And then was found in a sewer later. Yep. Okay. Uh, that means nothing. No. We I... think. <laughs> Just, she says that in episode two, right, Calvin? Yeah. So we'll table that. Um, but yeah, so I loved also the playing Palpatine saying execute order 66. Because yes. ex- I remembered tech in the very first episode of Bad Batch, saying that the comm channel is only repeating the directive over and over and over again. So it was cool to hear that, both like for us, the audience, and presumably for the clones. It really got me. I was not, I was like not mentally prepared for it, I feel like. I was really expecting this to be like, I was like, I was ready for the time skip. I was ready for yeah. it to be many years in the future. And then to be smacked in the face again with, uh, Order 66 was rough because I think, as we know, that is that is a difficult thing for me to deal with. <laughs> that no, is I'm something gonna... I specifically am struggling with. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone's everyone is well, upset keep, about it. They keep hitting you with it. And all yeah, the, all get, the modern stuff we've that watched, feeling. we've we've got because there's the original, obviously, in Revenge of the Sith that Calvin and I have known for 15 years. But then we got Clone Wars, we got Bad Batch, we got Obi-Wan hitting you with it. Um, it's it's pretty. They they love doing a, another angle on Order 66. Whenever they show a character who is conceivably alive during that time, the question like, is always what happened they? to them during Order 66? Order 66. What happens after? So, so we then we get to the, the cut. The um, ten years later, the Inquisitors land on Tatooine and hunt yes. down this other Jedi. Mm, is that Nari? Nari? Yeah, yeah Nari. Nari. Nari is his name. Who is just hanging out in a bar on Tatooine, and he runs away. This is where we meet the Grand Inquisitor, where we meet Reva, and where we meet the Fifth Brother. I was, was unable to dope. unsee the Han from Fast and Furious because it's the same actor, but I was just like. It, he he's got a distinctive face and he's the fifth brother i liked i i will phrase this very carefully i liked their costumes ver and like how they how they looked versus the first trailers i also liked that the grand inquisitor has a cape that was swanky <laughs> i really like it because they stood out so much on tatooine and I don't know, I'm so used to everyone on Tatooine being gross and dusty and, and wearing yeah. neutral colors. And then they show up and, and they're they were wearing all there. Like, black. That was scary. I love that they parked in the middle of Main Street, just mm-hmm. sauntered off their ship, 
did a scary speech and then and then didn't even get their Jedi. They didn't even get the guy. It was yeah, cause, silly. Because Reva, Reva, <laughs> Reva needs to take a chill pill. Even the other Inquisitors think that. Honestly, I kind of feel like Reva is right. I feel opposite. Like not not that I like the Inquisitors, but I'm like, listen, if I were an Inquisitor and I was doing this, I feel like she's the only one who's getting shit done. Yeah. Like y'all got to wield your your power a little bit more. Yeah, it it to me looks like the Grand Inquisitor is is because he's 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 presumably been hunting Jedi for roughly 10 years. Looks like he's getting a little bit like that that seemed kind of routine for him. He's just going yeah. through the motions. Whereas Reva, who's younger, I think, like she I would did it, did they say anything about the Inquisitor's origins here? No. Okay. They just um, said they hunt Jedi. Yes. Um. I'll wait and let if the show's gonna say stuff about that. But we do know where the Inquisitors come from. The Grand Inquisitor has been working for the Empire basically since its inception. So Reva seems younger to me. I would not be shocked if she hasn't been an Inquisitor for that long. It's funny. It is also funny to call her by her name because every other Inquisitor doesn't have a name. They're all fifth brother, third she's sister. The, there is she's, one she's who the third has sister. a name. Oh, yes, I forgot. Keep but that's, keep your secrets. It's from Jedi Fallen Order. She's yeah. dead. But yeah, I like... I. It's weird because I like Reva. Like, I think she's cool. I know that um, she's a bad guy and she's like a villain and that's fine. And I, it's <laughs> not, not that I'm this like... This isn't Tumblr. You can like villains. We're not going to We're not gonna cancel <laughs> you for it. <laughs> It's she's a fun villain. I really I really like this. Um, so this is sort of a, a personal anecdote. But in my LARP, we have Inquisitors um, and they have their role that they play within the world of my fantasy LARP. So it's cool to watch this and be like, oh, Inquisitors like my Inquisitors. Um, yeah. Dragon Age, I know, also has Inquisitors. Obviously, this the Spanish famously had some Inquisitors. That's very true. In Star Wars, Imperial Inquisitors are a concept that goes back, I think, to the 80s uh, in the role in the role playing games from back then. And then it was popularized in some of the prequel stuff as like basically their role now, sort of low level force users working for the Empire to hunt Jedi Uh, in new canon. They their main change is that they have far cooler outfits and those double bladed spinny sabers. Yeah, the spinny sabers are very cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I I think that they're fun. They're like a really fun, interesting, exciting villain. It really spiced shit up for me. And it's it makes sense. It makes sense. It's kind of like this is a really this is like an opposite comparison to draw. But you know how like for us, like Nazis are bad guys. And so there are people who like their job, or at least back in the day, was like to find like Nazis who were who yeah. fled. It's, it's kind of like but that, yeah. but it's it's the reverse, because obviously we know that yeah. the Jedi are not Nazis and that they are the good guys and that obviously it it, it is but reverse. Is, but honestly, but, that's sort of how they're portraying themselves. Yes. Yeah. Because in their in Nazi their, hunters. <laughs> that's what they think. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Um, it's very I, it is kind of funny to me because I feel like Star Wars can never decide how remote Tatooine is because like they I do know. this whole Jedi speech and I'm just like, these are like. These are like space Midwesterners. Like they don't care what the Jedi, the only one who would care what the Jedi are besides Obi-Wan is Owen, who has the misfortune to get threatened because he was thinking a little too hard about Jedi. 
but it, it is always it was i was like these does is everybody like the talk at the bar is gonna be like wow that was a weird day these these fucking weirdos showed up yeah looking for jedi and well i don't know though because tatooine it, it is like there's a lot of crime and shit so i'm yeah. sure they see a fair share of like weird stuff just because of jabba that's but, true and and the and the bounty hunters and and lowlifes that end up in the cantinas of tatooine but i feel like there's a very big difference between like lowlifes and like silly bounty hunters and scary bounty hunters and like fucking imperialist inquisitors like working and doing their little duty for the empire yeah well and also tatooine is not really under imperial control right now yeah no they're the empire rules the galaxy and so they can show up like they're not at war with tatooine but there's definitely not they're not they don't have like a a huge presence there no like you're not not gonna find stormtroopers on tatooine no, not until I think later in the Imperial era, yeah. um, which is a trend that will continue throughout the era. The Empire, shocking nobody, is incredibly expansionist. Bad Batch was all about that. They're they're expanding into worlds that the Republic didn't take direct control over. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 threaten that other Jedi, and then I think then we get introduced to Obi Wan, yeah. not in town. No, um, he is. He is on the at the meat mine. Yep. Can I? I have a question. I th- I think they used the same footage twice, and I can't tell if that was just like me, but they used a shot. There was like one shot of him in the meat <clears throat> thing, and I was like, I think this is the same one that they where he used wraps earlier. it up. He wraps it up, and then it pans, and I was like, his hair is in the same exact spot mm. as the first one. My guess would be that it was two takes and they just used them in separate places. So it was yeah. like literally they shot one after the other. So it's like slightly different, but also it could be. It good, looked good catch. too similar to me. And I was like, maybe this is them trying to show how repetitive his days are here by using like the same exact footage. But I was like, maybe it, 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 it but I also had that thought too of like, maybe they just did two takes and it's just extremely similar. And um, it is because I do think it is designed to show how repetitive yes. his days are. Either way, yeah. I also, I, I like everything about how they portray Obi-Wan in these two episodes. We'll get to his stuff in the second episode later, but he is down and he is out. Yeah, he doesn't even get to help, you know, that one guy who's like, I have a family and got beat yeah. up by the foreman. Well, I think that was like one of the most, that was like vital to his introduction. Yeah. The, we yeah. know you the, expect the- him to help. Yeah. The old Obi-Wan, and I still thought he would. I thought, and like, it's... oh, maybe he won't interfere um, directly, but I thought, like, oh, he'll take his money from this guy and he'll, like, help this man. I it's don't a know. It's callback to doesn't. the Kadavo arc of Clone Wars when he was, you know, like, trying to help the other slaves when he was enslaved, but the slavers were like, no, yeah. don't help him. If you try to help them, we'll hurt them. And so he was just kind of beaten into submission, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of a, a yeah. sort of, a, it's an inversion of what the Inquisitors said, where the, the Zygerians were specifically like, if you try to be a Jedi, we'll hurt other people. Then here, so the Zygerians specifically said, if you're a Jedi, we'll hurt the others. And here the Inquisitors are like, oh, Jedi can't help it. They will always help somebody else. And after we see Nari, the, the young Jedi, probably an escaped youngling try it he he will get that gets him 
caught essentially although i think the inquisitors probably already knew and they were just doing a big demonstration but obi-wan he can't help that guy because he can't put himself in that situation and then we get to see his uh his little cave i like that he has the eopi the the beast he rides like still Mm -hmm. from the end of revenge of the Sith. her name is rue yeah i don't know if they brought that over to canon but I mean, it, it, there's no reason for it not to. Yeah. It, he had her also in the Kenobi novel, which is telling a very different story, but was also a fantastic Legends version of Obi-Wan is Sad in the Desert that was Tatooine based that I that uh, is widely considered a, a really good Star Wars book. It's excellent. It, it goes into depth about like Tuscan culture and stuff, which is fun. Yeah. I've actually got a copy in this very apartment. I I found it while packing up books. <laughs> but yeah, so we see him. We see his little train ride. We see his little thing. I love his interaction with that. That I don't remember what it's called. Jawa. Like, yes. Yes. So like that was a cute little interaction. I love. I'm obsessed with the fact that Obi Wan just fucking straight up lives in a cave. He can't get a loan. He's got no. Uh, he's got no uh, government papers. Housing market on Tatooine's rough. Yeah, we see Luke go on that. He like, oh, he's missing. And then he's pretending he's flying a plane. Is that something from Phantom Menace? He's pod racing. Yeah, I was like, is that is that like a reference to like Anakin pod racing? And like, it's like, oh, look, he's interested in it, too. Luke is into it. Yeah, Luke, unsurprisingly, living on. I like also that Luke and Leia both seem to exhibit this. Neither are happy in their current situation. Yeah. Obi-Wan like gets Luke that model ship and talks about how he he needs to he needs to eventually see the galaxy, which to me shows that Luke wants to Luke wants to go to space. Luke wants to fly. Mm -hmm. And we will see that with Leia, that she also wants to fly. So, yeah, I'm trying to think. I have it pulled up. So, yes, we get all that fun, fun. He's in the cave. Oh, he tries to talk to Qui-Gon and he can't. Yeah. So yeah, we know that, that flashback. Guys, I'm am I stupid? Did the, is that a thing in Revenge of the Sith where Yoda does Yoda in Revenge of the Sith say to Obi-Wan that he's going to be talking to Qui-Gon? Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought, but my friend was like, "No, they they they've reached it was in that's- the it was in the and prequel like, recap that they played I, before the episode. Yeah. I know. And I was literally, but I was also like, we just watched Revenge of the Sith and I remember this. So yeah. I can't I yeah. can't be tripping. This is not And the Yoda new. arc, the Yoda arc is all about that in the Clone Wars, where he learns about the yeah, ways of the force yeah. to preserve his life after death, which is the is the thing he's Qui-Gon and Yoda have communed about that. And now Yoda is talking to Obi-Wan, training. But I, I think we can see that. We'll, we'll, we see in these episodes that Obi-Wan is not at all in touch with the Force. No, yeah, exactly. He he is completely lost right now. And so uh, it's not shocking that he can't commune with Qui-Gon. He's so committed to the hiding aspect and so committed to making sure that Luke is safe on Tatooine, which, I mean, it, it makes sense because... That's all he fucking, has left Well, the fucking Inquisitor showed up, like, randomly. Obi-Wan has to make sure he doesn't cause it, but he also has to make sure that nothing else random gets Luke found out, which is why I like that the Inquisitor showed up on Tatooine. It was in the trailers and I kind of thought it was dumb, but I like that they they weren't there for Obi-Wan. I like that the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother lecture Reva 
about like, okay, fucking stop it with this Kenobi shit. He's like 10 miles to the left I at know. the meat mine. Like it's, it's so hashtag we Reva was right. <laughs> and well, they're just so like, we'll never catch him. And he's but like, no, that. Well, and he's just, he's right there. It was, it was just yeah. silly. It was just a very good, it was like kind of goofy. Yeah. Uh, that scene when <clears throat> Obi-Wan is coming back from Luke's farm, Luke's Owen's farm, and he runs, he runs into Nari. He runs into Nari is really powerful because he's. Yeah. That's the, you know, uh, the fight is over. We lost. Uh, that was in the trailer that that was sort of the line that hooked me. I was like, OK, I, I, I got it. Sad Obi-Wan. I'm happy. Oh, I also want to I want to mention one thing, too, that I thought was just cool is the flashbacks, I think, looked really good. I that was something that like weirdly stood out to me. I feel like in other things where they do flashbacks it. to. Movies and such. That, yeah, like if it would. I was worried that it would feel dated, like when they were like, oh, we're doing when they were doing the fl flashbacks. I was like, oh, no, like this is from a movie that came out in the 90s. Um. But I feel like they remastered it and they made it look yeah good. It didn't. Well, it was still a little weird. I think flashbacks are always just like a little dumb, but it didn't take me out of it as much as it would have been if the quality dropped significantly for the flashbacks. Yeah, like Lucasfilm has always been pushing the boundaries of tech and they've got like access to all the shit at Skywalker Ranch for the... For all the all the movies they made. So I noticed that in the recap, too, that they played before, like there was a specific shot of Coruscant where I was like, damn, that looks crisp. I do okay, not remember good. it looking this good. And I I would be shocked if they actually went back and did some work on like the on the CGI, but definitely in terms of upgrading it to match the quality of whatever they were. They were using to shoot the current stuff. I agree. I, I also thought the flashback when Obi-Wan's dream started, I was like, eh, this is kind of dumb because I realized it was going to be no new footage. I am hoping that we will get a little bit of new stuff if there's flashbacks. But so then we go. We're on Alderaan. And you want to know what's funny is yeah, I always. I, um, so, yeah, I really like that they had this like cute sort of introductory scene with Leia where she's you know, getting dressed up for this, like, some swanky thing that she's supposed to be going to. And then <laughs> it is just straight up not fucking her. And it's, like, some, like, random... Which I think was fun to me because that's kind of, like, a cute little callback to Padme. Yeah, the whole scene with them, her being dressed was very Padme. The hood and everything. It was very Padme. But, like, the fact that, like, oh, like, there's someone pretending to be... Leia, it's like, oh my god, like we, we've, that was like a big sort of Padme move was having the fake, the fake Padme, the, you know, her, there were the Kira ladies that could pretend to be, they're the Kira Knightley, yeah. Kira Knightley and Rose Byrne. So I thought that that was a really fun way of like, one, introducing this character as like, she's still Padme's daughter. And um, Anakin's daughter. And, but then, yeah, and Anakin's daughter, because then we see her running off in the wood, climbing up in this fucking tree, and naming all of the um, ships that she sees go by and theorizing about what they're doing. It was just yeah. such a, like, cute, but, like, extremely well done uh, little introductory clip to little Leia. Yeah, and, like, really little Leia. I, I love that she's 10 and they seem to have cast a 10-year-old. Like, this isn't yeah. a 12-year-old playing down or anything. This is just the, the most adorable little girl 
and she's perfect. All her all her sassy line deliveries. We haven't you have not seen Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia yet, but this is absolutely carrying on that spirit, pun intended. She she's so cute. And then we get to see her. We've seen a lot of Senator Organa in the past. So it was nice because then we get to see like a little scene with his wife. Freya. Yes. Yep. And, and Leia. And I thought that was nice. I thought that was good. And sort of how kind of bringing in her new family into our scope and like now seeing how they are influencing leia that was just cute i love that inter- introductory scene that was just mwah, mwah, mwah. yeah i love also perfectly I mean, this is like, done we knew we were gonna get sad man in the desert we knew we were gonna get inquisitors we knew something was gonna get obi-wan off planet i was not expecting all this good organa content i and, was not either yeah i was pleasantly like, surprised obviously luke is the main character of the original star wars so we're gonna have some luke content like that's on tatooine uncle owen and aunt Beru are gonna be there but we haven't really ever seen Leia on her home planet. And I'm so I was so happy. It was just this is something I never really thought I'd see in Star Wars. This whole show is things I never thought I'd really see in Star Wars, even after the Disney purchase. And it's just it, it had me smiling the whole time. I was just thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, and this is like not even like remotely Little Leia's best moment, but I I really love that they are, you know, they have, I mean, for me, this is my first time seeing her, seeing the character Princess Leia, but I I really love it because I've talked about it before, but Star Wars and my like biggest hesitation, even with like starting this podcast is, is Star Wars is such a boys club. Time and time again, I feel like the main characters are men and like we, it's so male focused and i feel like it's very nice every time that there's like a cool little girl or like a a cool adult woman also i see you reva yes Uh, you're you have you have made you've made your enjoyment of the adult women quite quite clear quite clear yes but but i love that and i like thinking like you know little boys have had luke you know little boys have had anakin but now little girls they got leia yeah, well, and that, I mean, that was one of the things about the original Star Wars that we'll see when we get there. Leia, Leia is one of the most iconic female characters of all time, certainly in the yeah. sort of like nerdosphere. She's, she's, George Lucas one t- at one point said she's the, like, she's essentially the protagonist. Like, she's, she was always treated by the story as, like, an equal, but there just weren't that many women. <laughs> and new Star Wars has come a long way towards rectifying that there's many many female characters will continue to meet especially in the disney era uh who i'm hoping you will enjoy as well all all along the uh spectrum of good to evil morally whatever and i think that it is turned from one of star wars's weaknesses into one of its strengths solo movie shenanigans aside (laughs) well i would agree i I would agree with that and i think that it's very nice because it's really easy to be like okay well a lot of star wars is fandom in the past especially we're like nerd boys and it would be really easy to like cater to that demographic and instead they're like no fuck you we are going to make this star wars is for everyone and we're gonna include all different kinds of characters in our canon yeah, some of, the like, episodes, 
Somebody in episode two had a shitty gay mullet and that felt like representation. Oh my God. I was literally like, I'm going to kiss the creators on the mouth for this character. (laughs) I was like, thank you for this. We can move. We can move past. Episode two. We'll get there tomorrow. LOL. In a couple of days. Once we uh, now we're back on Tatooine for real quick. I want to talk about Lola. Oh, yeah. Lola has a droid companion. Guys, I thought that droid was cute. It yeah. looks like a little ladybug. I like that she has like an like R2D2 is sized to be a companion to an adult person and Lola is sized to Leia. Yeah. A little familiar, you know. She's like those like iRobot dogs that were real yeah. popular in 2006, <gasps> but way cooler. Oh my god. No, literally. <laughs> but she's so cute. I like Lola. I thought that was like a very Lola and Leia sweet addition. Taking on the world. I like that world. she I like that when her mom takes her away, she's like pretends to be all remorseful and whatever, gives her a big hug, steals her droid back and runs away. Yeah. I also, love that kid. Brea at one point said, You'll have to change in the move. speeder in a really exasperated voice. And that like you'll have to change in the car was very just like I like that Leia is, while she's a princess of one of the core worlds, preeminent, like, galactic family, she's also just a kid giving her mom a hard time on the way to, like, an, a dinner. Yeah, absolutely. I Absolutely iconic. Um, great job. Great job all around. And this, uh, all, I will say I also, I loved getting the Sky twin, Skywalker twins in the same episode. Like we we saw Luke and, and Leia doing the same thing. They're both shirking their yep. duties that they have to have. <laughs> I know. Yep. There, Brea, Brea, and Owen need to have a drink together. Yeah. Um, Poor Owen so, looks so tired. Yeah. Oh my god, guys. he showed up there at that stable and he was like, "Get the fuck away from us, Ben." Yeah, he's and I think Joel he's Edgerton, sad. I believe, who plays him is British, so he's putting on an accent, but he's doing a very good impression of the guy who played uncle owen in the originals which i really like i they released it was in the trailers and they released a clip but the whole conversation between obi-wan and owen is so good oh it's it's very good i i really i guess my thing is like because i know the one of the very few things that i know about star wars the originals is luke is there (laughs) yeah luke is a part of it and so it's crazy to me that he's like no Luke is going to be a, a farmer with his family. Like, you're yeah. so right. You're so right. I never even considered that. And I think that's an interesting, like, point of contention of, like, both in, in a way, because in a way, like, I know that we all we're all out here shipping Anakin and Obi-Wan and like that is super valid. <laughs> but I would say, say we <laughs> I would say I'm just saying like a generally there's a lot of yes, Obi-Wan shippers. It's, it's an incredibly popular ship from that era. But but I would I don't think that's necessarily the the actual dynamic of their relationship. I think the dynamic of their relationship is much more like brothers. And You're it's my very, brother Anakin. Yes, so it's exactly. So it's very interesting because in a way it's like Obi-Wan is also Luke's uncle. And they're kind of coming they're uncles from like the different sides exactly. of the family. Obi-Wan is definitely is the like, weird uncle. That was like very prevalent in the scene. And the scene is really heartbreaking. It's really hard for this scene. And then the scene where he's watching the I also ouch, so ouch. I love is it reframes scenes from the originals for me. I love that when Owen says you want to know if he's showing. So he yeah. knows he's going to he knows that eventually he might show force abilities. Mm-hmm. And 
I honestly think that's part of why he keeps him busy. Like if he keeps busy with chores, he won't be able to like be bored enough to float things. Um, and no, I, I, I loved that conversation. And then Reva shows up to, uh, cut somebody's hand off for no reason. And just, I was, I was going to pee my pants. Yeah. I was so stressed during that when she was threatening Owen, which is funny. I said, this. I sent this in a text to Calvin. I've seen the original star Wars. I like, I know uncle Owen appears in that movie as Luke's uncle. So like he was not going to get murdered, but I was like, Oh God, what if he, what if she kills him? And then Luke's not, doesn't have any family. I was like genuinely stressed. The stakes were the tension, the stakes. Reva is so fucking cool. That whole scene was awesome. When she cut off the hand, I was like, Oh yeah, I bet it cauterized the wound too. Uh, yep, that's what so lightsabers do. That. It's the easy cop out of no blood. No blood. It's um, crazy. I also like that Owen, after getting his life threatened, took the time to dunk on Obi-Wan one more time before he walked off back to his farm. <laughs> Owen know. Owen was just here to be grumpy and dunk on Obi-Wan. He when he was he so he has his little like his little line, and when he was walking away, I, I was singing the like do. Do, 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 Like he's like a little badass. Like he, yeah. might, he did like a little mic drop and there's like yeah. music playing in the background. I really like Uncle Owen. I think he's fun. I hope he's in it more. He's kind of hot too and like that weird like. I like this man also. Needs to go to sleep. He has a point. Like, and he very clearly loves and cares about Luke. Yeah. And so, like, he, it's not, I don't want you to do Jedi shit because I think it's awful or whatever it's my family keeps dying his 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 parents are dead his stepmom shmi skywalker's dead cleek lars is dead uh anakin skywalker's dead so like and anakin specifically is dead because of his involvement in the wider galaxy i i owen is like you guys seen interstellar no okay there's a character in that who like is very we should stay and work on the farm and there's another character who's like I want to go to space and their conflict I've just thought of it right now but the Owen seems very much just like he has his roots at home and he thinks that's what's best yeah and well it, it's it's an interesting cuz even even though Obi-Wan is like going through it right now he still is he lived his whole life essentially for like the greater good of the galaxy and I think that in a way, like, yes, he loves Luke for a number of reasons, but I think he's kind of thinking, you know, Luke has a role to play. You know, Luke is going to be a Jedi, even not like a Jedi Jedi, but he's going to need training and he's going to need to explore the world and be a part of it. Yeah, he's the he's one of the last hopes of the galaxy. And uh, but Obi-Wan, I think at that point, at this point, doesn't really have a lot of faith in it mattering. No. Yeah, certainly not for years, I think, because the interesting thing, the difference between his conversation with Nari, where he's like, bury your saber in the sand, live a normal life versus I will train Luke when he's old enough is is evident how like singular his focus is on Luke. And it's evident when he in this episode, he refuses the call. He he does not want he initially says, no, I can't I can't help Leia. You have to find somebody else. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that'll happen. Should we go back to Alderaan now for Leia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Leia, Leia well, well, first at the of dinner. All, 
Well, Riva gets chewed out again. I want to say that was that's true. Again, yeah, Riva. They really. Gets, she just keeps getting shit on. Well, and, and this was by the Grand Inquisitor, not the Fifth Brother this time. And the Grand Inquisitor specifically says that she's like too ambitious, which I think is interesting because the Inquisitors are not Sith. They are hired guns essentially with lightsabers. They they are very much serving a purpose, and. It is interesting to me that the Grand Inquisitor doesn't seem to have the ambition that Reva does. He is fine with his job. He has job security. He has a pension. He has a lightsaber. He's like, he's not, I would not be shocked if Reva's ambitions lie closer to Lord Vader and Lord Sidious rather than being a Jedi hunter. And I just, I, I don't know. I, Darksiders are dicks. I like that he's a complete asshole to her. What a dickhead. So then we go back to Alderaan, which I keep wanting to call Onderon. Different planet. Completely different planet. Yeah. Onderon, not the same. Learned that recently. <laughs> I keep calling it Onderon. Alder so we're on Alderaan. They're having their fancy dinner party. We see C3PO. Yep. R2's in the sudden. background as well. Real no fucking way, really? Just for half a second. I saw it on Twitter. He's in a brief shot. Um, but C3PO finally doing his job. He is translating. <laughs> Four people at a calm dinner party. Nobody's shooting at him. He's living no. his best life. Living his best life. Um, no memories. Not a care in the world. <laughs> not a care in the world. Just doing his best. Uh, and an wow. annoying R2 unit off to the side sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Iconic, iconic scene of Leia just like going in on her cousin. Pop off queen. That was excellent. I also let, I mean, just establishing sort of core ethos of Leia, her empathy and her like care. She she is upset that he treats droids bad. Yeah, I thought that that was really cool. I think that, you know, I get that I've been a droid hater. I know. <laughs> but I but think you that also it, wouldn't call them lower life forms. Yeah, I wouldn't be mean to droids. I think my thing is that. Well, your thing is also droids aren't real. We're discussing <laughs> this like a, a, a kind of an inconsistent thing in a fictional universe. Yeah. If droids were real, you would be nice to them. <laughs> if droids were real, I would be nice to them. I would be sad when they died. Absolutely. Yes. Um, your your droid <laughs> complaints usually have to do with like lore things. Things like, that don't fucking add well, up. Well, but yes. Yeah, so, and, and the inconsistent application of sort of personhood to them which yes again interesting shit should do something with it but but yeah i i really like that i mean because it's not just like droids in general like there's no reason to one view anyone as beneath you that's shitty and two even if it's true like there's no reason to treat someone badly there's no reason well, to like not be polite. And we get a little bit of sort of, because uh, Bale and Brea never had kids. In Revenge of the Sith, they say that very clearly. It, it They've never, they've always talked of adopting, they say, but that, that they can't, they are not having kids together. That kid is Leia's cousin, would have probably been first in line to the Alderanian throne until little Leia shows up. So there's, I like the sort of hint of royal jealousy um, and being mean to Leia for being adopted, which sucks, but like is a good character thing because I love her conversation with Bale on the balcony when he has to convince her to apologize. 
Um, I do want to point out also that we get a little bit of a hint that Bale is still shit stirring. Um, what does he say? He, he uh he talks to that to guy about like ending slave la- like he's he's talking about Taxation advancing progressive rim. advancing progressive yeah. policies in the imperial senate um in the cut plot line for revenge of the sith that would have had padme featured bale and uh senator mon mothma were part of a uh group of senators that were prepared to resist palpatine so Interesting. bale uh has that streak still in him and his wife has to tell him not to not to chew out his brother-in-law and be like and be like actually anti-empire when it's pretty clear he's no he's no fan of the empire he's he's helping hide the skywalker children so that they they can possibly take the empire down they pop off he pops off i love their conversation i love that i love that we have jimmy smith's back like I, i that's such a good like I love that he is down for Star Wars. It makes it feel so the continuity feels great, but just the, like the the warmth of the prequel era, because as much as podcast wise, we're not that far from the prequel era. This is the first live action prequel content since 2005. Uh, we've obviously had Clone Wars since then. Clone Wars did wonders for that era of storytelling, but this does feel special. It feels special to be on Tatooine. It feels special to be on Alderaan, to see Ewan and Jimmy Smits and and just all the eventually Hayden Christensen. It it's all it's it's great. I I really I really they got me. They they had Calvin. They got me. It 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 just it's I I I'm like I don't want to talk about it in ab, the abstract of like all all of my. There's too many feelings to even just begin to describe what I, I was experiencing during this. I, I love Star Wars. This I like love 53 Star Wars. Three minutes or whatever. I love that it was long too. Uh, but I like I pretty much enjoy a lot. I love the universe so much that I enjoy most storytelling in it, and I love animation so much. But like I haven't smiled this much at while watching Star Wars probably since the first episode of New Clone Wars. Even though it was Bad Batch, which I'd seen before, but like when the Clone Wars came back on screen in 2020, and and before that, Force Awakens when it was the first time I'd ever seen a Star Wars movie in theaters. But like, this was just, I had, it was a joy. I'm going to watch it with Kaya, uh, my partner, uh, after we finish the podcast recording. Because I got up and watched it while they were still sleeping. They hadn't decided whether they wanted to watch it yet. So Andy and I both were up watching Kenobi this morning. Calvin, did you do it this morning or, or, or late last night? I did it this night? morning, yeah. Okay. I woke up, I mean, I woke up at like 6.45 and then I made myself biscuits and gravy. And then Ooh. I a hearty breakfast and uh, some Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love that we've been calling it Kenobi and like everyone's been calling it Kenobi. It is officially Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. In the it's title officially Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know. But I like genuinely forgot that. So when it came up, I was like, oh, that's longer than I. Oh, it's his whole name. It's his, yeah. it's his I, government name. I always call it Obi-Wan. Yeah. I've heard. heard Kenobi. I, yeah. I, I've called it Kenobi or the Obi-Wan show. But that is funny. <laughs> Sounds like it's this variety show. <laughs> yeah. So, the, Ellen, the Ellen DeGeneres show in Star Wars. So we got this like wonderful moment. Like we're talking about how Leia is going to be a senator. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then she fucking runs off into the woods for the weirdest 
chase I've ever fucking seen. And I feel no, like we've had a I lot of weird chase it. scenes. I, I just was like, has, has the quality of bounty hunters gone down? Why are they so bad? Why is this little child able to outrun these like three guys? Yeah, well, when your day job's the bassist for Red Hot Chili Peppers, you don't have all that time to be uh, investing into bounty hunting. What? I am not joking. That was I am not flea. joking. His name that is, is flea. flea. The bassist <gasps> for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was wondering. I was looking at the credits and I was like, who the it fuck was, is it was, a, it was a real sting in Arcane moment. Like, I don't, I, it's, I like, I, I found that on Twitter after, but I was like, what the hell? Why is he here? It, I loved his like space Hawaiian shirt. It was, a, it was, I don't know. I was like, what is this orange yeah, and red? It, Top. I will say I liked it. I like them going a little different with the costuming. It looked a little fan filmy because it just it looked a little too earth, but he was fine. He does. He effectively kidnaps a 10 year old golf clap. Well, I wouldn't say effectively. He like got there eventually. It took yeah, him a minute. That's that scene, true. He that did need two was, other guys, you know, jumping under stuff that were easy to jump under or over but you know yeah yeah well they were like they she were did like, a cool slide she did a, she cool, did a slide, cool slide but there was like a moment where she like ran off in the woods and there was like a tree in front of this guy's path and he was like oh i can't get around it and i'm like what the f- what i Just do feel bad the tree i feel really bad for the random alderanian guard who shows up trying to help and gets murked <laughs> oh but that was such that was so sad of her being like help help and then like truly terrifying i was like this is a silly scene and then you killed a man and then uh you kidnapped a child and took her off planet and then a, a child was kidnapped i i, um, I will say so in crazy. the expanded in the expanded universe none of this is canon this is not spoilers in the well maybe i'm not gonna say that retract 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 skywalker skywalkers of her age got kidnapped a lot in the old in the old books so I thought it was funny that she got kidnapped in canon. Um, but yeah, so then we we see Obi-Wan refuse the call. I love that also. So I love that Obi-Wan is, gets like his essentially his old ringtone goes off for presumably the first time in 10 years. And his baffled what's a phone look at his comlink was so good. It was so intense. I was like, oh, my God, this is seen as go answer like this. Why is this taking so long? Well, and I but because he knows that it, it like he knows that only, it's going to be. There's like, yeah, there's, there's one two person. dudes in the galaxy that have his number. Organa and one and is a frog and he has definitely no cell service. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I I like that Obi-Wan sort of wrestles with it but doesn't he leaves he doesn't leave both because he's sort of scared and 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 not scared he's defeated but also because he's he is scared for luke this is like right after the inquisitor showed up i think it's interesting that he's sort of taken a preference to luke versus leia yes that was weird i we will i believe continue to see that a little bit and I think it's because Luke reminds him of Anakin because he knew yes. Anakin as a little kid. And th- so I think it's funny that he will. I love that he's getting to interact with Leia where he does get he does presumably get to interact with Luke. He lives just the next desert over. He can talk to him when Owen's not there, but he uh, he does 
seem to he knows i mean luke is his responsibility and there's no he clearly doesn't trust owen to on on like a deep level he doesn't trust owen to keep him safe because he stays with him whereas leia does not have a jedi guard yoda does not watch over leia so i i agree that like the obi-wan's attachment to anakin's son who he's watching who and like also a fun thing to note that will be sad uh luke is roughly the age now when obi-wan met anakin so he is like watching essentially anakin again doing the same things at the same age like and that's very sad. That is a, that's that's sad. Uh, you can see it on Ewan McGregor's face. Fantastic acting in in this. Uh, he was always regarded as the best part of the prequels, and he's just he's really showing why. Okay, so then we kind of we keep jumping back and forth for like these such little scenes. So yeah, so he refuses the call. Then we get like a little scene of her being kidnapped that like yeah. that's that's cute but like whatever you know no, Lola she's... gets out the buzz saw and Lola yeah. gets broken yeah. is the important part Lola Very gets sad. broken we we eventually in those scenes on the ship we learned that Reva has hired uh the bounty hunters to kidnap Leia I love that that Reva is so close to figuring out the entire thing so yeah. this is the thing that I'm confused about and this is the thing I really wanted to talk about is how does she why does she pick leia why does because she pick leia why, how does she know that leia is the one that he will come for this she, doesn't make sense to me she she I knows think, about bail organa and obi-wan's relationship so by she just knows their friends yeah yeah there's also i mean he there if are a couple times would know it would be bail organa yeah. yeah of the people that are left anyone most of the people with links to obi-wan are dead yeah. If Padme had lived, Padme would have been Padme's kid, who obviously is Leia. But like in this AU, that would have been, oh, Obi-Wan and this Senator Amidala have been friends, kidnapped that kid to draw him out. But um, they they serve together in the Clone Wars, basically. Organa is the next best thing. So so I think my, yeah, because my thing is I was like, there's no fucking way that she knows. That no. she knows. She has she independently... Can't figured out like that they the are whole linked. thing yeah no, but like that's, she hasn't figured it out but she's kind of figuring it out yeah which i think i mean not to not to get predicty but reva doesn't seem long for this series i would be shocked if she gets out of the series alive she's too close to the puzzle if she is able to place leia and luke as as in any way connected then she's toast um, because and Obi Wan can't can't let her live. I am fascinated by a thing she says in the next episode. Um, and we'll talk about that next. Time. Yep. But she is she Inquisitors are cool. I like them. They're an excellent concept. They're not always particularly interesting characters because they're just dark siders that hunt Jedi. And I am glad that we have for our first named Inquisitor, we have one who I want to know all about. Like, I want to know what her deal is. I'm like, and I can't, sometimes Star Wars is very simple to figure out. I haven't been able to figure out exactly what her deal is yet. There's what several ways it could is. go. 
It's it's exciting. I'm pumped. I'm really I re- that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like I really love this villain, and I'm I'm so excited to see what happens. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm like heavily anticipating next Friday now. Uh, like I I don't think, man. I, no, I it's guess gonna be Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. The, the rest <laughs> of them are on Wednesdays. Oh, that's so great. I only have to wait. I don't have to wait that long. That's amazing. Yeah, no. Um, then you just have to wait a week next time. Well, yeah, but that's fine. But that's like, future that's Wyatt's future problem. Wyatt. That is future <laughs> Wyatt's problem because we got the two episodes today. Watched them back to back. Fantastic. Want to know yeah. what happens next? Yeah. Um, Obi Wan went out in the middle of the desert where he had buried his and Anakin's lightsabers. That was so sad seeing Anakin's lightsaber. I call enormous bullshit on him being able to find that. The desert shifts. I know. I thought that too. But I, and, I mean, and at he's first got I was the like, force. Well, he can sense kyber. He can sense kyber crystals. It's fine. I don't care. I just thought it was funny. It was like, dude, if you if you bury your lightsabers in a dune and expect to come back to the same dune, yeah. you are in for a shock. But yeah, I was not expecting Anakin's saber to be in there. I, I was expect. I forgot he had it, which is stupid. Um, and so it 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 also got me. Yeah. It got me good, besties. He buried but he buried not only good. his past, but his his brothers in the sand. And now in it's the sand, like, which Anakin hates. <laughs> and now it's like maybe one day that will be Luke's like. I see you memeing, Calvin. <laughs> it's the same meme since um. Anyway, twenty. It's been the, oh, it's, yes. that that meme You're has correct. been around I did since twenty nineteen. I can't say it, yeah. but I I absolutely thought of that. Yeah. And I'm sure Deborah Chow did as well. Yeah. Um. And then we get a fun little scene of him, you know, making the final decision to get on the transport. And so he flashes his lightsaber on his hip and he's to like, us, yes, the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Main character energy right there. But yeah. And then he goes off to, In uh, fairness, to it is his own show. Yeah. <laughs> it's named after him. He is the main character. Yeah. Honestly, this is but probably the first thing. Flair. This is the first uh, time Obi Wan has really been the central character of a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, he's because he's always he's he was a essentially a minor character in Phantom Menace, and then he was always Anakin's sort of second, the number two for yeah. all of ever. Even when he got stories in Clone Wars, he still it was usually still ensemble in some ways and anakin was always around um but yeah no it's it's fantastic no notes how do we feel about yeah. this as like a, a pilot 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 best, literally best live action pilot they've done so good this is far. this is my this is like i loved this i i like haven't 100 percent loved any of the live action stuff we've seen so far but this i loved i ate it up they fucking left no crumbs yeah that well and and sort of taking the lessons learned and the storytelling that's happened in the prequel era since the prequels were made and distilling it into this was just it it, it's such a i i love how in the modern era of star wars post revenge of the sith how connected the prequels are to the original trilogy by this 20 year gap the imperial the the like the the rise of the empire and I, I love that we're getting to see era, the eras change and characters interact in new ways that 
weren't possible when the originals were made and people were telling stories in this or in this era. It's it's just fantastic. I didn't know that I needed I didn't know that I needed to see baby Leia interacting with her parents. I didn't know that I needed to see to see Obi-Wan in the desert reacting as Ewan McGregor. I didn't know that I needed to see the the hunt of for the Jedi, the Inquisitors. They hunted down and destroyed the Jedi. It, it It's just all these things that I feel like have so much more gravity now that I'm watching them in this show. I am so excited to talk with you guys about episode two soon and then to continue watching the show. I, um, I'm pumped. They I like this is even more than my Bad Batch turnaround because I was I was a hater and then I was like, oh, I actually really like this. But this I was just sort of like not into as a concept. I didn't think it would. I thought it would be. I thought it would be the Man, like the bits why, that felt. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you think that? Why would you not like this? I thought it would be like some of the bits that fell flat for me during Solo. The sort of expected. We have to tick the boxes for yeah. like. Oh, Han has to meet Chewbacca. He gets his name from a pile. He's got to get his gun. He's got like he's got all these things that we just sort of see because that's how what Han Solo is eventually going to be which are not the best parts of that movie that we talked barely at all about, but I thought we were just going to be ticking boxes. And to me, even though we are ticking boxes, the story feels so solid already that like it elevates that from just seeing Obi-Wan and Anakin's lightsabers again and seeing Leia to like really making me care about them, not just because I care about Star Wars, but in the show. The show is putting in the work to make me care about this stuff. And I hats off to Deborah Chow, the, the uh, showrunner and the writers and the actors and everybody involved in making this. It's a it's a tour de force so far. I'm really excited to see what comes next. Like this really popped off. And yeah, I feel like I really I always come into these episodes of our podcast like wanting to be critical. I feel like like wanting to be like, and these are the things I'm going to shit on. And it's so I like can't shit. I on only this. did like, that it was just, for the solo movie. <laughs> Most of the stuff I'm like, no, I love this. I love this. And I love this. I, I am literally like we're going to hang up and I'm going to be like, OK, bye. I have to watch the episodes again. Yeah, this is this is the the I have not wanted to rewatch like most of the stuff I've been like, OK, I've 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 watched it. I'll rewatch it sometime. But this I immediately wanted to turn back on. I'm excited. I watched it not 12 hours ago and I'm excited to watch it again. And it's going to feel great again. Like little addicts, like little <laughs> Star Wars addicts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Calvin, and I, Calvin and I are deep in. The, we uh, we need to go to Star Wars rehab. Yeah. <laughs> We we keep we leave the rehab facility after three days every time. Pretty much. So next time on First Steps, we will be talking about episode two of Kenobi. Keep, yeah, keep no, your... no real. It's just part one and part two. No real episode names, which yeah. makes sense because it's it's essentially a six episode. It's like a, it's like two movies yeah. worth of of content. And it's all one continuous story. Yeah. Stay tuned for it's next nice. episode where I'll be screaming the whole time. Yeah, it's actually going to be an hour of me screaming. Where we get the sassiest little Leia. I love Leia so much, I, guys. Guys, no, we can't talk about it. Yeah. We have to no. save it for the next episode. Just, yeah. All right. May the force be with you. Swag besties. 
Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>